When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, we're coming to you for, uh, live from uh, Brisbane this morning on uh, Magic Round. It's fantastic, great up here. Opportunity to get on a flight, come up here. It's, it really is sensational. Later on the show, we've got uh, Movie of the Week is Dodgeball with uh, Ben Stiller. Um, ben Stiller, <laughs> Webber, you probably know, guys, that Ben Stiller's father, who's passed now, he was... Jerry. Jo- yeah, off uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. He was, yep. yeah. Frank Costanza. Yeah, because yeah. I reckon the Costanza... In television history, I reckon they were the Costanzas was was the best piece of casting in yeah. television history. Yeah. Oh, mate. Serenity Now. Oh, Serenity mm. Now. <laughs> Very good. The Ass Man. Uh, people, it's that time. <laughs> Here he is. Man. It's time for... <laughs> oh, yeah. Webster. Never thought forever was the best I could do. Round the grounds over to you, ass man. <laughs> uh, what are we going to talk about? The dragons. The dragons are oh. in turmoil. I'm stunned. Um, <laughs> Zach Lomax has felt the axe along with Jacob Little and a couple of others uh, because of the dragons' uh, four-loss uh, streak. Um, Lots of talk about why this has happened. Uh, there's a bit of mail around that he was told he was being rested, which mm. is a nice fancy word for being yeah. dropped. Need uh, just freshen up round nine. Look, to me, guys, the fact that Lomax has been dropped just is symbolic of what's happened in the last three to four years at the Dragons where they have these players of immense ability. Like, I mean, the rap on Zach Lomax was at one point there, he was seen oh. as a potential New South Wales, maybe even Australian right centre, and now he's getting dropped after being moved over to the left side. I wanted to throw this to the panel, to the football experts on the panel. <clears throat> Where are they? Yeah, well, yeah. if we can find some. Um, Different show. Uh, they, so Anthony Griffin moved Zach Lomax from right to left so he'd stop doing, making errors with his flick pass. Can't a coach just say to the player, stop doing the flick pass? Just, Why do you have to move yeah. him out of his preferred side of the field? Can someone explain that to me? That is, that's insane. And it makes a monumental difference for for some players. I do get frustrated when halves, they go, oh, I don't play one side of the field. I just find that ridiculous. However, for a centre, particularly when they're right foot centric, mm. is that it's absolutely imperative that they sit on their preferred side, side of the field. To give you an idea, Mark Coyne, Coyne was right foot centric, always right foot. And... He and Terry Hill, when we go on the Australian sides, would blue over who who play on on the right side field. And mm. if literally, if Coyne played on the left side, Webby, he was like not even half the player. And same, I think with 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 Lomax, everything comes from that right foot. It's just I can't work it out. Beak thoughts, mate. I uh, I can't I can't believe it. And I I think Lomax obviously it's relevant because it's the big story. 
But in the grand scheme of things, it's totally irrelevant. We need to look at the bigger picture. There is multiple young players there that were just as good as Penrith Panthers players. This is a group of players, Sloan, Amon, Sullivan. These guys won SG ball like against other young guys that are in the NRL now, killing it. And unfortunately, not a single player right now, outside of maybe Ben Hunt, is playing to their ability. And that's just facts. Like there's just it's and so there has to come a point where you, you look at Lomax and you go, okay, you move him to the opposite side. All of his stats are the same. Guess what stat is down outside of his goal kicking? Mm. Tackle breaks. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That tells you how important sides yeah. are because he's not t- breaking tackles because he doesn't have his best weapon. Beak, Webby, can I just ask you something? Is Zach Lomax, is he that player that everyone goes, he's going to be, he's going to be? Like, he's one of those players that it's always about potential. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I learned the other day like, that he – He's on seven hundred thousand, okay, and they're paying that. Like, I, I don't like to talk about money, but it's representative of where they see him, and he signed to the end of twenty twenty six. Like that, for me, I, I just look and I and I don't see Zach anywhere near that at this point of his career. Mm. No, yeah, not, no, not, mate. not at all. I agree. But but, but you know, this is where that's why I ask the question, like because there is a an argument that um, a a a Better coach or a different coach, yeah, the Dragon coach. gets gets yeah. the best mm. out of Zach Lomax. Yes. You know, you don't have to swap him from the other side of the field to the other. You don't have to drop him to give him a kick up the ass. A, yeah. a, a, a better coach draws that potential out of all those young players there. I, like the Dragons are talking about going with Griffin all the way through to the end of the season, and I think they might have to because I don't think they have any real strong yeah. available yeah. options. Which makes you think, why did they say you have to re-interview for your job? Without having a replacement, but it's it's yeah. not it's Two, not going it's not going good. The, the the silly the silly thing is though, like in the last four weeks, they've got elements that make them look like a really quality football team. Yeah, and then they There's just glimpses. fall away and lose the game. Yeah, like that the Anzac Day second half. Mm. You go, where did that? Come? It just all just basically fell from the sky. That performance, mm, that yeah. second half, just came out of nowhere in the middle of this middle of the match, and then the next week. It just disappears. And I think Tyrell Sloan is the best example. Yeah. In the second half of that game, if you don't really know the game and you go, right, who's the who's the superstar? Who you look at Sloan, you go, mate, he's he was the best player on the field by a way. And then he got the yips against the then against the dogs the next week. Yeah. Mm. And you know, the people when sides go bad, they go, oh yeah, the coach always gets the bad rap. Well, yeah, because he's the coach. Mm. Like he he's he's the bloke that's got to get the best out of the players. Well, that's his job. That's, that's his <laughs> job. There's like talk, it, it, it talk- gets. Sorry. Sorry, you go, Webby. Sorry. There's talk that um, that so S- Sullivan's been picked at 14 with Little getting dropped out of the out of the 17, and there's talk that Hunt will play some nine uh, in this match at the weekend. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. I it, it, like there, there's merit in it. Like mm. I like I really like Hunt as as a nine. My problem is rather who's you know. That, you know, what, what do you do with, with the seven? It's got to be, well, if Hook's going to do that, then he's got to basically change. He's got to make the nine the focal point of all the attack. Mm. We'll see if he's able to do that. But it's just where we, it's just a mess. Like, And we've said this numerous times. It's not like we're just climbing on at the last second here. Is that everyone is totally in agreement that Anthony Griffin will not be there in 2024. Yet this, this lingering twilight where it's not here nor there, just tell the bloke, right up. It's mm. not as if you're going to say, right, oh, he's not going to be there and he's going to throw the toys out and quit. He's auditioning for another job. 
And in the meantime, the players then are auditioning for another coach, even though they don't know who the coach is going to be. Mm. It just make it, I actually think they could salvage something, could make something of this season if they give that clarity right now. Yeah, for Matt, sure. I totally agree. I agree. And I think in regards to the Bennett nine, I think some clubs have to be sometimes at the start of the season, look in the mirror and be honest with themselves and say, can we win a premiership? Are we going to be in the eight? The Dragons at the start of the season, in my opinion, they've shown that, you know, at the very best, they'll be scrapping for that eight spot. At the very best, seven or eight spot. So I actually think you've backed Sullivan in, you've backed Damone in, you've backed Sloan. You've said these guys are the next generation for the Dragons. So the more that Sullivan and Damone can play together at six and seven, the better. Also, I don't know why you has Moses Zembi on the bench over Little. Little needs as much game time as possible because just like what happened with the Bulldogs, there was great. There's a lot of yarns coming out of the dogs that they could have got Mitchell Moses mm. and they chose to not go in the race for Mitchell Moses and said, we, aren't, we don't want to win a premiership or try to in the next year or two, we want to win it in three or four, five years, whatever the, the you know, five-year plan of Gus Gould. But again, you look at the Penrith Panthers, that's what they did. They held their nerve mm. and they, now, look, now look where they are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, no, it is. Talk about other clubs at the moment. Uh, Webby, the situation through the week, good to see the, uh, the Tigers there, great performance against the Panthers. But through the week, it's like <clears throat> they can find a drama is that the appointment of Scott Fulton as head of recruitment without – consulting Tim Sheens, sort of like, yeah, I'm bemused by it. You'd think, look, he he did good things at Manly. He recruited really, really well, uh, Scott Fulton. That's not the point. The point is you bring Sheensy in as the most important figure in the football operation, you don't consult him on this. It doesn't make any sense. I find it remarkable. I mean, that was such an amazing win for the Tigers, and you could you could smell the upset at halftime. I reckon in that game, I know clubs hate uh, dressing room cameras, but when they had those cameras in those little tiny dressing rooms in Bathurst, and all those Tigers blokes are on their feet and they're like intense conversations in the other pr- dressing room with those Penrith blokes were sitting there, sort of just staring at the ground. I thought, here's an upset here, and mm. a quick look at my Ned's account suggested oh. that seven dollars <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in live betting, <laughs> in live betting. Um, but then the next day, the whole euphoria of the Tigers upsetting the defending premiers is taken away by the fact that they've appointed Scott Fulton as coach and Lee Hatcher-Pantelis and Justin Pascoe haven't gone to, to Tim Sheens to ask him his opinion. The whole, wasn't the whole reason that Tim Sheens, Tim Sheens yeah. came back to the, from the UK was about pathways, about, about recruitment, about getting the right players. Uh, Lee Hatcher-Pantelis said we had no reason to go there. We did our quote-unquote due diligence. I would have thought going to the 72-year-old super coach in the coach's box, was part of that due diligence. Yes. Back yeah, to mate. you, Matty. <laughs> well said, ass man. <laughs> <laughs> mate, oh, this, is, this is a situation where I, I feel like a lot of footy administration, they think about this. This is a, a football club and a big football decision. They didn't go to the most knowledgeable football person in it. And sometimes I think football admin get ahead of themselves and think they know rugby league better than they do. Their job is to run the club. It is it is to make the right admin decisions. It's not to actually change the football per se. You're paying a professional to do that. That is Tim yeah. Sheens. Yes. No, absolutely, Dennett. And it's funny, the two, as is the way with rugby league, we have the great sense of timing is that in this rugby league magic round, the two, times, uh, two sides we're just talking about, 
Tigers and the Dragons. Dragons. They play each other. So guess what, people? There is going to be a loser. So <laughs> the pressure will intensify. It makes rugby league a better sport than rugby union. And maybe rugby league is the greatest game of all. I went into, um, what was the... The the Gimbaros yesterday. Gimbaros. Gimbaros, yeah. even. Yeah, well, they, geez, I tell you what, that was, wasn't that a smart piece of investment? Just just quietly. Yes. It was spacious, food was delicious, <laughs> the beer was cold. Yeah, it could be a, it could be a spot next year for a bit of Fletch and Heidi action. Oh, they're yes. very keen. They've been they've been reaching out to see if we could do something. Mm. Really, I, they've I'd, been reaching I'm, out. Imagine if the walls of that restaurant could talk, because oh. I think many many a. a High-powered meeting in rugby league has been held there over the years. Yes. Mm. Is there yes. a Matthew Johns room? Oh, uh, I know there's a. I know there's the, it, the there's King, Bri- the King a, room. Wally, there's Wally a, I think room. there's a Brian Fletcher room. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's where people yeah. actually go to relieve themselves <laughs> <laughs> um, in the nicest possible way. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll take a break. After the break, we'll have a bit of a. We're going to have a chat about Sammy Walker and. Uh, well, when you talk about Sammy Walker, you've also got to talk about Fat Boy Slim in a second. <laughs>